0: we've been uh, been trying to get this done for a while basically yeah. trying to get um, trying to get your your story down on tape and uh out to the public so where would you like to uh, where would you like to start do you want to go all the way back to the uh early days of how you got into rat and how you got started there or what would you like to do
1: well, i think that that story is pretty well beat um, okay I think more interesting is the truth about what what really went down and okay and uh, how it went down and and then maybe
0: what's uh, what's going on now and stuff like that yeah well uh,
1: go ahead you know, and what, the, what the truth <laughs> the honest truth. You can't handle the truth. Hopefully, we will. <laughs> um, you know, when we when we started, right. you know, it was it was all gung ho, and everybody was, you know, friendly, and 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 uh, things. Work, you know, worked out and, and we rehearsed our asses off and and uh you know, uh we did the out of the cellar tour right. and uh that was about Jesus. I think we, I think we did some kind of incredible three hundred and twenty shows in fourteen months. Wow. So I mean it was a it was a real burnout, you know, I mean it was great and it was fun but I, uh, it was we didn't know any different, you know we we didn't have any uh anything to compare it to we just thought, you know, we're on tour and little did we know that we were being worked too hard and, and, and that was you know, our fault too because we were digging it and But, I mean, just physically and uh, and everything, there's only so much you can take. And uh, it it didn't even begin to phase us at that point. But when we got home, we took a little bit of time off, uh, not much. And then we went to uh, Maui, the whole band. And uh, everybody got their own little uh, room or, you know, uh, what do you want to call it? A con- no condo play. kind of thing, you know, with kitchens. And, and uh, I don't know. That was kind of, I hate to say it, the beginning of the end, but everybody took their girlfriends and wives and kids. Right. And, uh, in my personal opinion, you know, it was a time to work. And it wasn't a vacation, you know? It was, you know, I'm going to get chewed out for saying this stuff, but, you know, I mean, I, I got along fine with all their wives and stuff. I had no, uh, you know, no,
2: no plums or no fights. Or plums. No,
1: no, no, no. But some of them thought so, because I just, you know, uh, wanted the guys to to do what we needed to do, and not, you know, you know, kiss butt with the old lady. That that part of the problem also was, in my opinion, you know, it was just. Being so young and not really ever having anything before financially uh and sort of then being handed this huge wad of money and responsibility and um uh, and being you know told, hey well you need to buy a house and get Some cars, and you know, for tax reasons, and and this and that and the other, and I, you know, my hand was up. Everybody's was, uh, you know, everybody's ready to spend some cash, and and uh, the thing is, is you know, you take a twenty-four-year-old guy who's never had anything and hand him a, you know, a couple million dollars. And, uh,
0: you're asking for trouble.
1: Yeah, man. I mean,
0: I, 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 you had nothing. You came from a poor background then?
1: Not poor, you know, but, but, you know, we all lived together in a one bedroom apartment, okay. you know, basically. And then, you know, I moved out with Nikki from Motley, for, you know, I lived with him for a couple of years, you know, and a so
0: one, there's a picture of you and Nikki in their new Motley crew book, actually.
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Out in Maui, <laughs> go figure.
1: In Maui or in some, no. Oh, it's in Martinique. Oh yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so so you moved out with Nikki?
1: Yeah, and uh, for a few years, and <clears throat> let's see, where was I with the band though? Oh, the sort of the Hawaii excursion. Right. Well, you know that that at that point. Um, You know, everybody was kind of doing their own thing already. It was like we were supposed to go and write together and stuff, but, like, Warren had his wife who he hadn't seen in months and and a new baby and Juan, same thing. And Stephen, uh, let's see, he had his own place, but he didn't have a... I think he might have taken a girlfriend with him or something. I'm I'm not really sure because I remember feeling really alone because I, I, not only did I not get a place in their complex because there wasn't another one, so I got one down the road, you know, not walking distance, but you know, needed a car. Well, you know, nobody ever came over to my place, and. uh...
0: Who sent you to Hawaii? Was it the record company or was it a band decision? No,
1: it was a band decision. We all wanted to, like, get some time off. like, But it turned out to be <laughs> time off. I mean, it, it was like, well, uh, you know, if we went surfing or, or fucked around for a day, it's like manager was there and it was like, well, where are you guys going to get together and write? And getting Get Together and writing was, uh, you know, somebody come up with a riff, you know, Warren come up with a riff and I'd kind of turn it into a, a a tune with Steve and, you know, Warren had great guitar riffs, but they weren't really songs per se, you know, so we'd Take them and kind of make tunes out of them, and, but it was it was kind of like pulling teeth.
0: Right. Now, and what, what then, album was this for? When, when did the, When was this?
1: This was for Invasion when it started. Okay. Which is really a shame because that was at our peak.
0: Right.
1: And that that tour and everything. I mean, could have could have just been, a, you know, mind blower. But you know, that's what I was wanting to do, and it, and it, for me, it was starting to be the beginning of the end. You know, and I, I'm telling you this, it's the truth. And, I, you know, I'll, I'll probably be more exiled than ever f- from now on. But, you know, I don't give a shit. And the rest of the band, <laughs> yeah. and and, you know, if they really search their souls, they'll realize that it's the truth, too. Because... Right. Uh,
0: and this was only the third album. I mean, you had the EP. Second
1: album, yeah, third album.
0: And the, uh, out of the cellar, so so the, the trouble started really early then.
1: Well, you know, I was, like, wanting to have a good time and and take advantage of all this shit, and so was so did Stephen. Because, you know, we weren't married, right. and we, uh... Uh didn't have homes. So when we got home from tour and stuff, we'd lived at like the sunset marquee, you know, the guys from Def Leppard were staying there, you know, for a few months. And, and we were there and Rodney Dangerfield was my neighbor. And, you know, I, I couldn't have been happier. You know, I was just stoked. Mm-hmm. Everything was, was just blue water. I, I <clears throat> it, to me, it was, you know, everything my childhood dream had come true. You know, I had, uh, you know, money and guitars I always wanted and everything that you ever wanted, you know. I I really, on that note, uh, you know, I wish that I had realized that uh, I really wasn't into material things. Right. Because I got a lot of stuff, just stuff that ended up collecting dust, you know, that cost me a lot of money and ended up, you know, you lose, you you got absolutely nothing for it, you know, just like anything else. Um, But, uh, Let's see.
0: I mean, so you bought, obviously, a lot of cars and a lot of guitars and all
1: that stuff. Yeah. Oh. And uh, that was Invasion. Now, okay, we go out for the Invasion tour with Bon Jovi opening hesitantly by Stephen, who, for some reason, oh, I know what it was. We, we went on this... Uh, We went up and played the Capitol Theater in in Washington. Right. Uh, Well, I I guess it's Seattle or I don't know. Right. But anyway, uh, I guess we did that show and a show in Portland that were kind of big club type shows. And Stephen apparently, you know, he claimed that Bon Jovi, you know, gave him the, you know, I'm badder than you vibe or something, which in reality it was probably vice versa. Right. And uh, so the tour begins, the nightmare begins, let's put it that way. Because, you know, I'm going to get the the, the traitor routine, but really it was almost felt that way because I, uh, those guys were so nice, you know, and they all got along so well mm-hmm. together. And, uh, Johnny, in my opinion, is a great guy. I've got a super good friend. I would consider him a real good friend. And they all, uh, every night, you know, had a great time, you know in their dressing room before the show and stuff, and, uh, and going to our dressing room, and everybody was bitching at each other, you know, sitting around, like, trying to read a magazine, but in reality, it's like, you know, oh, well, what's the matter with this soup, man? The soup sucks every night, and we're well, this is the wrong kind of booze, and, you know, just whatever, man, you know? bitching and moaning about everything and then every fucking night Steven would go out watch about two seconds of their show and come back in just raging pissed uh, that Johnny was ripping off his shtick you know and it was like Steven you don't have a shtick to rip off (laughs) you know you don't do no you're not David Lee Roth, you know, you don't, you don't say anything special and you barely know what fucking city we're in, you know, so, so what do you mean his shtick? So anyway, it just became the feud of the century. Every night, you know, he'd, he'd want to cut some of their lights or cut some of their stage and this and that and the other, and he'd, he'd do it without talking to us, going straight to the production manager. And, and uh, you know, we'd find out and, and say, fuck that. And then, you know, there's animosity there. And Stephen felt uh, that, you know, we weren't really backing him up, that we should be. Was just,
0: there a fight between, I mean, was there like a constant fight about you guys against Stephen, or was this,
1: no, no. It was just, just, just you know, Stephen being Stephen, and and it and it got pretty weird because, um, again, you know, he didn't didn't have a girl for a while yet, and uh, he he drank was drinking quite a bit, and so was I. You know, I was drinking and doing a lot of drugs. And, uh, you know, that started getting, but for me, you know, I was still having a great time, you know, but I spent all my time in Bon Jovi's dressing room, you know, before they went on. And then after they came off, they were all high energy and I'd get all hyped up being around them. And then I'd go into our dressing room and everybody was literally just moping around. And it's like, okay, guys, ready to go. And they're just like, okay, you know, grab their guitar and mosey on out there. Not that we didn't kick ass. You know, I I thought we were a great band. You know, Um, Stephen, uh, you know, had his problems with... uh, being in tune, you know, on stage. But you know, I'm not here to bad rap anybody, but, I mean, like I said, I think if you asked any of them, all of this is exactly how we all fit, felt. You know, um, the Bon Jovi thing just got absolutely ridiculous. How
0: long did you tour with Bon Jovi?
1: Over a year. Okay. So, you know, you can imagine how weird it got. And then I turned into Benedict Arnold, of course, with everybody, because, uh, you know, I spent time with them. And sometimes I'd go on their bus, and on days off, I'd go over to their hotel. You know, it was just like, fuck anything to get away from you guys and your bitching and moaning. And, uh and that went on all tour, you know, and it just got worse and worse and that that's when I felt myself because in the past, the first three albums uh, like it or lump it, I, you know, I was kind of not in charge but, you know, everybody kind of looked to me for the well, what do you think? You know, kind of the last word
0: now why was that were you were you more experienced older or or they just had more confidence in you or
1: i I don't know i really don't know it's because uh because i was a little bit more mature i think uh you know all they knew how to do was kind of kid around and and
0: now were you were were you the oldest in the band
1: no not by any means okay so they
0: just they just trusted you then
1: kind of yeah And, you know, my nickname was The King. And, I mean, they'll probably all deny this. So I'm just telling you the truth, man. But but right around the end of the Invasion tour, well, I I didn't know it at that time. But by the time we went to do the beginning of the dancing tour, Mm -hmm. I, I just let my sort of position drop, you know, I, I just sort of, it was like, whatever, you know, I couldn't handle the, the fighting anymore over every little thing, every fucking.
0: And was the fighting getting worse and worse at this point? Was it getting
1: Absolutely. Okay. And,
0: uh. Were, were, were there like different camps within Bonjo? I mean, uh, he said, bon- within Red. I mean, was there like
1: uh, Warren and Bobby It depended the on the day. Okay. You know, sometimes it was, most of the time it was me and Steven because we were the mad guys because we don't want to just stay on tour all the time and mm-hmm. we, you know. So
0: you're saying it's, it was you and Steven against everybody else?
1: Kind of. Okay. But not really against. But, just, butting heads, if you want. Yeah. Okay. And,
0: uh... So, so then, the dancing tour comes up.
1: Well, yeah. After I had met my girlfriend, who eventually was my wife, right. at the very like last shows of the invasion tour. Okay. And,
0: um, and then, was, then of course, you probably took some time off before going into the dancing uh, recording session. Right.
1: And, and when I, I when I got home, uh, I was really burned out. As right. You know, because of the tour and stuff, and uh, I started smoking heroin. Okay. And uh, and that became a, a kind of a, a ritual. You know. Uh,
0: now, was that an expensive habit? Were you doing thousands of dollars a week, or?
1: Well, uh, at that point, it was. You no. Know, yeah, probably a couple hundred bucks a day.
0: Now, what what made you turn towards towards the heroin? Was it just a way to escape, or were you, or were the other drugs just not having any more effect? Or
1: yeah, I just liked the way it made me feel better, and I didn't get all drunk and and hungover. Or, uh, I thought it was, you know, great, or you know, what a ridiculous, and the whole thing was like, you know, it's not going to happen to me. and... Mm-hmm. And I can handle it and and that went on, uh when we did the dancing uh recording sessions. Recordings and
0: uh Now how did that go? A lot of fighting, uh, lot of time
1: Tough, tough, yeah. Um a lot of a lot of uh Weirdness, you know, who's gonna, what songs are we going to do? Whose songs are we going to do? And when it all boiled down to it, we ended up with like three songs that were real half-ass, uh, in my opinion. Which ones? <laughs> Take a Chance. Okay. And uh, I'd have to look at the record on the...
0: Uh, let's see, we got Take a Chance, we got Body Talk, you got Slip of the Slip of the Lip, uh, Dancing Undercover, or, or just uh, Dance, 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 whatever it's called. Uh, what else is on there?
1: Looking for Love. Yeah. That was a good one. Um. Uh,
0: lo- uh what's the one that says Loose Lips Sink Ships? That's Slip of the Tongue.
1: Uh, that's Slip of the Lip. No, slip of the was, Lip, sorry. There was Seventh Avenue. That had potential... But it just never really got its feet on the ground. Okay. But of course, since Warren wrote it, uh, it was great. You know, he he he's starting to get the real bummer thing that I was on all the magazine covers and stuff uh, with Steven just because I was more gregarious and a better interview. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, he, you know, i go to talk to him and he, he, at that point he was very quiet and, uh, you know, didn't have a whole lot to say and, and the magazine guys picked up on that. It was like he was just kind of a, a boring interview and, uh, you know, it wasn't my fault that they'd call up and want an interview with me and Steven and then a photo shoot. And then again, I'd start getting shit for stuff like that from the whole band, you know. Like I went on the Howard Stern show, right. and uh, he 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 liked us because somebody made a tape for him uh, with Art with Round and Round on it, just a, a tape of a bunch of songs. Now this is still when he was in a total, you know, short hair and you know, he wasn't God of the world yet. Right.
0: Who's uh, a local DJ at this
1: point. Right. I had no idea who he was. I blew my mind. That's a whole other story I'll tell you. But I went on with this guy and, you know, I, I, I had been with Tony Katan for years. Mm-hmm. You know, I was dating Apollonia. Um, my the the Playboy issue with Lori, uh, was out, I think, at this point. Yeah, and Lori who? my Lori Carr, the girl who ended up being my wife, she's a Playboy centerfold. Okay, there's a couple pictures of me in there, too, you know, and that's uh, what he wanted to talk about, you know, right. And we, we, he didn't know anything about the band, he, you know, he. He liked the tune, and and I just, uh, Stephen was with me, and he, you know, he, he was just like what he wanted to talk about, that's all I can say. So, you know, I get back, actually, I went around and did uh, interviews all over New York and Jersey that day, must have done at least 20 stations. And everybody was like, yeah, I heard John Stern this morning, man. That was great. And I was like, this is Stern, <laughs> you know. Later did I find out, you know. But he was perfectly nice, and uh, we got along fine. But, you know, I get back to the guys in the band, and, and it was like, real fucking nice, King. What the fuck are you doing talking about that shit for? What's that got to do with Rat? You know, so for like days, it was just like, when they'd see me. I mean, that's that's that was the headset. So get yourself into that headset, and you can pretty much see where the band was at. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like ridiculous. Anything I do, you know, I'd fly ahead of the band a lot of the time, Because nobody wanted to go and do a a radio interview because they were up partying all night or something. Or so was I. But I'd get up and fly ahead and go do interviews. And that happened a lot of times. And nobody, uh, nobody, you know, never once got a thank you. It was always just, you know fucking king you know they just thought i wanted uh all the attention yeah you know and all i was trying to do is help the band that was you know if you'll read anything i ever said it was you know i lied through my teeth i was like you know we were the best of friends and and uh you know in a lot of ways you know that's what i dreamed of i mean i grew up with warren He was like, I played at his ninth grade graduation before he ever picked up a guitar. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it it broke my heart, literally, the whole fucking thing. So now we're getting to Dancing Undercover, which was a big difference, Uh, tour-wise. The people weren't as... Although we were still doing big crowds uh you know it wasn't quite right a certain thing wasn't what the bon jovi uh rat tour was because that was you know sold out every night and and you know just awesome and that's why i could never figure out why you know they could because because they all thought it was just them. You know? Anyway.
0: We're on the dancing tour now.
1: Right. And that was just kind of a wash, really. And it, Nobody was really, uh, oh, now we have Poison with yeah. us. Now we have the same thing going on. Brett's ripping off Stephen's trip. And uh, they're doing our whole trip and uh you know the, the clothes the makeup the, the 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 choreography you know they're doing our whole bag and they're stealing the show and uh you know i was a, it was before they were big at all you know really when they started with us and i knew for a fact that they were going to be big I, I told them you know i just said you just keep up that energy, and, and you're bound to make it, you know? And, uh, and the rest of the guys just hated them. You know, we're begging the management to get them off the tour. So we got uh, right to open up for a while, for a couple weeks.
0: Well, was not, so Poison was kicked off the tour then?
1: Yeah. Okay. And we got right and wow... Well, <laughs> Watch the tickets just really take a nosedive because uh, they were on an album that I guess didn't really sell or it was just a bad mix, you know, because we were like a party band and they were like a dark thing, you know. I liked them personally. It just wasn't a good mix.
0: No, they were more of a synthesizer progressive. and
1: Yeah, you know, it just didn't fly, man. And, and then so I, uh, uh, you so, know, I begged everyone and everybody, you know, knuckled down and had a huge dinner of crow and uh, got poisoned back. And all of a sudden, it started feeling pretty uh, pretty big again. And we started having some real big shows because they were coming around as a band and as a, you know, a radio thing. They had songs going and stuff. So that was that. And then uh, we came back. Didn't take enough time off again. Went right back into you know. I think that was really the downfall of the whole thing. Was it just right from the beginning? We never uh, took time off. No, we, you know it was either writing and rehearsing the stuff that we had writ to 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 play gigs at first. You know, around town, and then and then once we got signed, it was writing for the album, and then do the album, and then do the tour, and then come back and take a little time off, and uh, write, and rehearse, and record, etc., etc. Uh, you know, that went on for first six albums, you know, or five. I, I get years of that 8191 thing. Right. But um
0: now, now what's what's the vibe like between I mean is, is anybody helping the band out or or is you know is Warren still into it is Juan still into it I mean how's the band going at that point in terms of
1: Nobody's really into it. You know, like I saw Warren on this MTV thing uh, in retrospect or whatever. It was it was taped a couple of years ago, but, mm-hmm. and he was saying, "Yeah, the whole thing. Looking back, it was just not a really uh, happy time for me." And I I kind of blew my mind because I mean I was trying to have the time of my life, and they just stopped me from doing that. You know. It was just fucked, and and you know everybody wanted to have a great time, but they just didn't know how or something. I just I don't know what to tell you.
0: Now now at that time, how come the band managed to survive? Why didn't at that time then the band just pack it up and break up?
1: Should have.
0: But but what held it together?
1: Wanting to get that hit and have another uh, big album. Okay. So we we were for sure that Reach for the Sky was going to be it. Okay. We got a new producer, which, uh, by the way, was a huge mistake.
0: Who was that at that point? Was that Bo Hill or was that somebody else?
1: No, Bo Hill did the rest of the
0: he records. He did the ones before. Okay.
1: And then ended up finishing that record.
0: Okay.
1: No, it was Mike. uh Mike Klink? No, don't know, Mike uh, did the Queen, engineers the Queen records. Uh, oh, it's embarrassing, I don't remember. I Mike remember. Stone. Okay. And some uh, uh, Australian engineer that I don't remember, but we got started at uh, A&M Studios And started getting really good drum sounds and great guitar tones and started going and uh, had a real meltdown with all of a sudden we could not get the bass to tune to the tracks. Okay. And everybody's blaming it on one and we had every bass in L.A. down there we had borrowed from all the shops and... I don't know what was going on, I really don't. But I'll tell you this, there was so much fucking coke getting shoved up everybody's heads, you know, producers included. Uh, It was just crazy. And I, we had uh, that was the first time that we actually had a year off, but it was a whole year of recording this fucking record. And uh, and then finally, Atlantic wanted to hear some demos, and immediately fired Mike Stone and brought Bo Hill back in to salvage the, the tapes because uh, he just, you know, he figured that Bo was the only the answer to the band. You know,
0: what was wrong with the tapes? I mean,
1: what, why well, were they so the, bad? The, the sounds were great. Okay. The the band was great, but Stephen, <laughs> you know, they, uh, in his defense, we wanted to hear the play. They were just uh, rough tracks, right. but we had been fucking with this record for like eight months at this point, man. You know, we recorded out of the cellar in like two months for sixty five grand. This album is already up to like eight hundred thousand dollars, and and sounded like shit, you know. Well, not shit, but you know, it just not up to, it didn't have any lead vocals. Okay. And uh, this and that and the other. No lead vocals laid down in eight months. No. Nope. How come? Not a one. Stephen wasn't coming in, or no? It's no, just, it just that's rhyme? how long it took to. Uh, to get everything going, this thing with the bass thing took months to figure out. I mean, just ridiculous. So, you know what? You want to call me back in fifteen minutes?
0: Are you having supper? Yeah, we'll do.
1: Thanks.
0: Talk to you soon. So let's. Uh, uh, I'm. Uh, I'm all set. We were at the uh, dancing undercover. Dancing uh-huh. So where would you like to go from there? Um, I don't. We didn't really talk about the Dancing Undercover tour. I think we just we sort of talked about the album. Um, the one question I had about all the albums is: Was Rat always Rat in the studio? Was there any ghost musicians? Any? No,
1: uh, none whatsoever.
0: No. So Rat was always the real deal. Yep. And did at any time did people swap instruments i mean did did Juan do guitar parts and and you do bass parts or uh uh-uh.
1: uh no
0: no okay so you're you're not like kiss or some of these other bands then you no you guys were honest about it yeah <laughs>
1: okay. um the dancing on the cover thing um, let's see it, it it went i guess it went pretty smooth really cuz we we kind of had it down pat by then with Bo. Okay. As far
0: as the uh, Roger, that's where that's where we left off after the uh, uh, the demos, and then you brought in Bo to to, to to pinch hit or whatever.
1: No, that was for Reach for the Sky.
0: Oh, okay. You're, oh, that's right. That's where we were. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. I'm
1: lost. Do we want to go back to Dick to uh, No, I
0: guess we can. Yeah. Uh, shower. No.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I guess we
0: can uh, continue from Reach for the Sky then. Yeah. Sorry, my mistake. Um,
1: well, anyway, the reach for the sky, almost the drums and the guitars mm-hmm. were done pretty much. Uh, all my guitars were done, and when when Bo came in to, to fix up, I know he and Warren uh, redid I think all the solos, and uh, and he didn't feel that there was a hit on the record so he and warren got together and uh and came up with way cool jr that's why bo has a writing uh right. right which you don't see much on rat albums as we were just mentioning okay. uh however yeah. oh i don't think I said oh on the uh, detonator, oh, well, am I getting ahead of myself? Yeah, probably. Reach for the Sky was...
0: Did you have to re-record a whole bunch of new songs?
1: Or were you able to salvage ones? No, them? we we used all the rhythm tracks and just did the vocal tracks the way Bo did it with Steven. Okay. They had a certain way that they did it that's, that... Of course, of course some of the guys hated the way they did it, but really it was the only way to get Steven to sound the way Steven sounds. You
0: yeah, know, Steven has always has told me that he used to just he, he never actually was in the studio with the band. He would go in like a month later and do vocals cause...
1: right. And he never had he never rehearsed with the band, so we never knew what was going to be sung or what it was going to sound like. Okay. And it was Really, kind of irritating to me, okay. and 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 to Juan, who was going to have to sing backups, you know.
0: Now you're talking for the album, or you're talking uh, even for live live shows. You never rehearsed.
1: Well, uh, for live shows, he barely ever sang. Okay. In rehearsal, he'd like a week before we'd go out. He'd come in and maybe make it through a set. You know, and that that was that, and we you know we were just supposed to know what to sing, as far as backups.
0: And that must have been extremely frustrating for 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 you and the rest of the band.
1: Well, it was because Stephen's not a a a, a singer singer. You know, he doesn't sing on key really, and he just every night it's something different. So to, to harmonize to him is next to, to impossible okay. you know I mean you know this whole thing makes me feel so bad right. you know I mean I, Steven used to pick me up at high school you know and we'd go smoke joints and rock out and other, other guys playing and you know like I said I grew up with Warren and you know, it just makes my heart hurt just to even talk about this. Was you know my dream come true with with people that I loved. You know, and and it just got so bad. I, I, I couldn't believe. I mean, that's why I know that's why the whole drug thing just enveloped me. You know, I I I was hurting so bad inside. That that to show up to any kind of a uh, a thing was just more than I could take. You know, another argument session. You know, I you know I I get loaded, and and when we had that year off for Reach for the Sky was the, really the killer for me because. In the past, I had always, I never used on tour, you know. Right. I'd always just go cold turkey, and the first couple of weeks were kind of a drag. But <laughs> but uh, the Reach tour uh, was difficult, you know, for me. I had to, you know, take a lot of pills and, and use this, this stuff that, well, Sort of getting into medical crap, but anyway, I had to uh, do my thing, and uh, then uh, let's see.
0: Who who was that tour with, and how? So so the tour the the tour went bad. I mean,
1: no, actually, that one was all right. We had Warrant and Kicks. Right and there wasn't really any animosity and the crowds were okay and the band was playing pretty well and really nobody had anything to really bitch about um i love that record i i, I like the music on it it seemed more rat to me than some of the stuff like detonator of course i uh had Little or nothing to do with that record. I mean, I think I I, I wrote uh, "Can't Wait on Love," and I had a hand in uh, let's see one of the other ones. But uh, now, due how, to now, the why fact there? due to the fact that I was in rehab for 30 days. Okay. And they uh, they had gotten together through our new manager, who was gonna save our, uh, our you know save our careers and make us millions and this that and the other. Who ended up just absolutely fucking us?
2: And who was that? Was that was that now? Alan
1: Alan Kovac. Oh, okay. okay. Left Bank Management. Okay. You know he he promised. You know, he got these huge advances. He did. But then everybody came back and sued for him. Because we not only did we not tour the album, uh, you know, he, he crossed up some deals with the publishing people, you know, signed us with somebody and we were already with somebody else and blah, blah, blah. So...
0: It ended up costing you money. So there was no tour for Detonator then?
1: Oh, we went to Europe and did a tour of, uh, you know, over there it's like right. clubs, uh, really, or a little kind of uh, theater, theater and stuff. Right. And then that was okay, but... I think we never really broke the scene over there. And then we came back and did the, uh... The, uh... The greatest hits? Yes. Medicine. Hold on, I gotta take my medicine. Okay. Hold on. No
2: problem. All right.
1: So we're jumping around here a little bit. Right. Um, Rain for the... the sky got bad for me because I got real strung out because we had all that time off. Right. Uh, <clears throat> plus there was a lot of animosity, plus everybody was doing their family thing, and you know, it was sort of drifted apart, and everybody was... Uh, when we got to doing it again, I know a lot of us uh, were really ready to get back into it and get away from, you know, the domestic bullshit, which I was never cut out for. I knew, I should have known from the beginning that, you know, getting married and shit just was not me. Um,
0: so you were ready to go, ready to get back on the road then.
1: Yeah, and... uh like I said, reach was reach was good. I can't really remember it it being a bummer at all, uh, except that uh, crowds were were good in big markets and not so good in in middle and small markets. And we cut off the end of the tour. Just you know, just about three weeks of it just seemed like the thing to do. You know.
0: Why was that? Because of poor ticket sales?
1: or Well, it, maybe uh, more we were just burned out, Okay. and it wasn't just happening, you know. And uh just seemed like the smart thing to do rather than just burn us into the ground. And you know, we weren't going to make a fortune by doing it, so okay. we did it, and we were all real happy about that i know because the gigs coming up were real nothing real uh Progressive or whatever yeah they were small which which never really mattered to me because i always a lot of the smaller t- you know clubs i mean towns and stuff were a lot of times the best uh gigs you know but i always felt okay you know Whereas a lot of the guys, you know, if we weren't doing Madison Square Garden during the forum, it was just like, uh, they'd just go out there with a half-assed attitude. But I always sort of tried to give it my all, you know. And I, you know, you get fan mail, and it's surprising, you know. We're from Bug Tussle, Arkansas, and we drove three hours to see you guys, and you kicked our ass, you know. Right. That makes you feel so good, you know. I'm getting incredible email stuff on the computer right now because we just, uh, I just released the thing. Well, oh, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um So Detonair, okay, so the, I was, pro, they, fuck, the Kovac brings in Tesman Child, because look what he did with Bon Jovi and Aerosmith. Well, shit, he talked to Bon Jovi and Aerosmith about it after it was said and done, and they went, oh, God, what a nightmare, you know, not only does he, just throw in a word here and there and then demand 30% of the publishing, which is what he did with us. I mean, and, and that album to me is so unwrapped. It's just, I don't know. I, I'm only on it. You know, two oh, yeah. songs are, are mine only. Maybe I have animosity about it because...
2: Well,
1: you did play on it, right? Yeah, but... Uh, but, you know, they, I was promised that when I got out of the hospital, you know, my stuff would be heard and, and you know, we'd all be given a fair shake as far. And by the time I uh, got out and got down there to do that, it was like, well, we've pretty much got the songs figured out, you know. <laughs> so I got Can't Wait on Love on there. And uh, that was pretty much it, and that hurt my feelings badly. It also really hurt my feelings that when I was in rehab, uh, nobody came to visit me, not once.
0: None of the band members bothered dropping by?
1: Nope, and it was right in between all of their houses and going to Hollywood at the time. I think Warren came by once with Desmond. Which was obviously a forced maneuver by the management, you know, because Desmond and I never uh, clicked. (laughs) No, he was a bit too much for me. Um, So that album and tour was just, (laughs) just, you know, I wasn't into the music. I, I didn't even have practically practice and learn the damn songs, you know, for the tour. just wasn't their music to me. It just didn't sound like us. It wasn't us. You know, Diane Warren and and Desmond Child on every song and all these goofy folk, you know, lyrics, you know, I don't know. It just really bummed me out. It was so un hard rock or something you know
2: well, it was a very pop album
1: yeah and that just to me at the time not only was the writing on the wall that that you know Soundgarden and, and pearl jam and this and that were the new bands were, were sounding harder and metallica was getting bigger and bigger and it was like I was always into heavier rock than we ever really did. And to me, it was like, you know, like I said, the writing was on the wall. I was like, you guys, I I wanted to just totally shit can the whole Desmond thing and, and, you know, go harder style, you know, the real rat sound, like the EP. I mean, that's rat to me kicking ass, you know, that, that was live. The band playing live and then Steven overdubbing, you know, and then we do the backups. But other than that, that was a fucking live record and that was, that was the band, you know. All the records after that just got more posh and more extensive and, you know, but in my opinion, that, you want to hear her at? go by the EP and listen to the six songs, you know. <laughs> so and
0: then what? what comes after that? Then the the greatest hits came, came out, 8191 I think. Yeah.
1: And and uh, and uh that that I didn't even I had left by then and all their little deals that they had made with the fucking Schnook Kovac, you know. He uh, the, in, encouraged me to leave, and that he was going to make me more money than I ever was going to make with them. We, you know, I'm going to be a huge producer, and he was going to get me all these bands and this and that. And so, I, you know, I figured I, I felt pretty secure, you know, mm-hmm. in leaving. And and I we had a terrible time on the last Japanese tour, and I, I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm out of here." This, sucks. I c- cannot live like this anymore, you know? Uh, so, I started to record this band that found that I thought, huh, well, I still think that had they been done right, you know, uh, they would have been right in there with with the Soundgarden and
0: and who was that? That was a secret agent or Secret Service or whatever. No,
1: that was my band. Okay. No, this was called Mail Order Brides. Okay. But uh, they were real good and they were edgy and and uh, had that sort of not punk but just tear it up attitude, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really thought it was cool, but the manager told me, yeah, go ahead. like that with me and Marshall Burrow, too, though, Mm -hmm. and all our tour managers. I made friends with all these people to avoid being put into the fucking uh, hellhole of of sitting around and and bitching with those guys. So for that, I always got, you know, uh, it was always, I, I was the bad guy, you know. You understand, mm-hmm.
0: you, were the, you were the traitor, I guess cause...
1: exactly, all the time, and all I really wanted to do was get a little peace of mind, and it all was for the best of the band i really, I mean, I loved that band with all my heart that was you know everything I ever wanted to do, and more, and mm-hmm. made it you know. All I ever wanted out of uh, rock and roll was to see the world. I never really expected to, like, make money. And to do both and have it all really come down was uh, something else. So detonator later we did Europe. They had a bad scene in Japan. Uh...
0: Uh, That was just the band-wise? It was a lot of bickering and a lot of fighting, I suppose?
1: Yeah, I was drinking real hard because I was, you know, getting clean, trying to, you know, clean up my act for... uh, for the tour, you know? Mm -hmm. And... uh, and it just... You know, nobody had any feeling. It was just go out and go through the motions, which uh, was terrible. And it just after that tour, it was just like over. And then they started playing some fucking gigs that we had lined up with some kid with a Hammond B3 organ with like, peace, love, flowers painted all over it and shit. You know, this guy's gonna take my place, you know? What was his name, that guy? I have no idea.
0: They also went out as a four-piece for a while, didn't they?
1: No, um, Michael Shanker did some gigs with them. Or, no, that's when uh, that band that Kovac put together with uh, where they did the Bought the hoople tune with Bobby and...
0: Oh, Contraband.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. So Contraband opened up for Rat and Shanker sort of filled in for my where I would have been.
0: Now, what was the band's excuse for you not being there? Was it he's ill or whatever, or was he he's out of the band?
1: I have no idea. They never said anything. I never said anything. Nobody ever asked.
0: And this was what, 90, 91?
1: Uh-huh. Okay. I, I think it was ninety one. Okay. I, I don't know what they said. A bunch of lies. I'm sure that's what that's what Juan says now is that it was all lies and, and that everything was my fault and mm-hmm. and that they kicked me out and, and this and that and the other. So anyway, I got real you know, the bands did for me uh i had a divorce from my wife
0: so everything in 91 is 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 going wrong at this point
1: yeah you know i let my wife stay at uh my house since so i went and got an apartment okay uh to you know, to to smooth things over because the house is for sale. I figure I'd let her live there until right. we sold it, and then we were gonna split the proceeds. Well, that never happened. So I lost out on everything, even my down, my you know down money, okay. and you know I pretty much lost everything between the divorce and a, a huge habit and. uh
0: so you ended up broke at this point
1: or pretty much okay you know
0: uh, now the habits at how much now per week are we talking like tens of thousands or
1: oh I don't know thousands a day a week at least okay and uh, we're just ridiculous you know I, I thought I was made of money never checked the books 'Cause I didn't wanna know. And uh and I, I just let myself fall into a really bummer scene, you know, it was just I didn't care about anything myself or you know, me and my black Labrador were would just you know, that was us. It was us against the world, not I was just on my own. I didn't really have any friends or, or anything. And so uh, no the
0: band was were, were was friends with you. Steven
1: didn't call or Juan didn't Oh call no, him. no way. No so, way. I was just ignored you. You were you were absolutely. I was the, the fucking I was the bad guy. Okay. No. So, sorry. I got really drugged out. And and uh, my health started getting weird and I was in the hospital and a doctor asked me if I had been checked for HIV and I said yes. And she said well do you mind if I check again and I said no. And uh, then I started getting all these messages from her and I thought oh boy I know what this means. Cause if it was negative, I, I would be, she would be trying to trace me down. So this was about 94. I found out, you know, that I was positive. And I hedged on that, you know, with the press and everything for years, really, because I didn't know what to think of it or make of it or what to think so that just led to more drugs and and real true depression you know I tried to kill myself and the whole nine yards and some people can call you a wimp or a you know but I'd like to see him go through what I went through in a matter of a year or so and not have the feelings that I did you know
0: I mean, you you went from top of the world to to practically being on the streets. I, I gather.
1: Yeah, that's right. Now,
0: did you ever end up homeless? Were
1: you ever? Oh, not homeless. No. So, so you never like close, but close. And
0: uh, and nobody offered to help you out. Nobody. No nope. band said, "Here's Wouldn't bucks. even
1: lend me twenty bucks. And, uh... that must have hurt. Oh, it hurt so bad that I I couldn't even see them or talk to them or or anything. It was just ridiculous. Sometimes when I'd get real destitute, you know, I'd call them up and say, hey, you know, could you till we get our next publishing check, you know, give me a hundred bucks or something. They'd just be like, no, man, no, you know, no. (laughs) No excuse. No nothing. Just no. So Later on, you know, Stephen lent me a little money. After years had gone by, and they found out that I was sick, that you know softened them up to the tune of about a hundred dollars. <laughs> and uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to mooch money off anybody. That's never been my thing. But in the last couple of years, you know. For a long time there, I didn't want to live, or I I really didn't care so much, you know. It wasn't that I was going to go do myself in again or or anything, but I tell you, I I just kind of had a rejuvenation. My dog died, and she was stolen, actually. I don't know what happened to her, but she was my... You know my best friend, and for eleven years, and uh, that just <laughs> that just devastated me, and uh, I, I I all of a sudden just wanted to to live, you know. I want to pull myself together, and I, I want to do some music that it says uh, hey you know this guy didn't just fall off the face of the earth and he's uh, just a big fat junkie and and uh, you know and uh, so when I get out of here and when the material's written Juan and I and uh, a lot of I can't really use names right now because I don't have any definites, But you know, we probably like Nikki and uh, Don Doc, and and uh, you know a lot of the old real friend friends that have been around forever.
0: Now, had those guys let you drop down too? I mean, did 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 they come around and talk to you, or were they did they shun you also?
1: Well, Nikki and I got the heroin thing together and he uh, he quit back in like uh,
2: 94, 95?
1: Well, no, before that but then he relapsed a couple times but he just couldn't handle I mean he was supposed to be the best man at my wedding and he didn't even come because there was going to be people drinking and and that was when he was just going through his rehab thing, and that really fried my ass, you know. So we didn't talk for a few years, and he'd never, uh, he'd never lend me money or anything either. Um, but you know that, that they didn't want me to just shoot it up my arm, I guess, you know. But uh, now, you know, I i I put all that behind me, and uh, I've got a lot of great music, and I I think that uh, this should be a really fun thing. I think we're going to do it live on camera over the Internet. Okay. Uh, You know, and uh, some of the proceeds are going to go to the AIDS Health Foundation.
0: Now, has the HIV virus ever progressed to to, to full-blown AIDS, or...? Yeah. And and how how is I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to be, uh, I mean how how is your health right now? Are are you gonna get? Are you getting better or is or is it getting worse? Or
1: well, to be honest, I'll find out better in about a week. But basically, yeah, it's killing me.
0: In the sense of it's in the sense of it's killing you like terminal, or it's killing you as in just you're in a lot of pain, or.
1: No, I've got a terminal disease that uh, we're not sure that you know antibiotics can take care of it and but I'll know better on the eighteenth
0: now what's 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 coming up on the eighteenth that that
1: uh, well that del- an m r i that okay. that will tell me whether Uh See <laughs> I went in for surgery cuz my back hurt so bad. Right. And they went right in and surged on me and got all this infectious fluid and stuff out, right? Right. And then found that my bones were not getting like oxygen underneath the 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 infectious fluid. It's called osteomyelitis. And uh, I, after I went home for about three weeks, uh, the pain got so bad; I never got any better, really. After the surgery and everything, they had me on so much pain medicine and and stuff that. Uh,
0: now you've been in and out of the hospital for what? For for, for seven years now.
1: Well, I mean, I've been straight in the hospital now for five months okay. but i have been i've done stints for uh yeah about seven years
0: hold on just one second i'm just gonna it has now started so you so, say so you've been doing stints for for for, for seven years now um what, what else can you tell me about the uh about the illness or your illness?
1: Well, I've, I've tried to keep a... Then
0: how much do you want the public to know? Like, I mean, is, you know, was it caused by, by the heroin? Was it caused by the drug use? I mean, just tell me whatever you want to tell me and we'll leave it at that.
1: No, I had a, uh infection in my leg that it just would not heal, I reckon, because of my compromised uh immune system right and we figure that what got into my back and and stuff and I'm sure that the drug use and stuff didn't help
0: now how obviously you're clean now I would imagine yeah and you've been clean for for how many how many years or,
1: or how many uh, months or? it's been uh about a it's about 12, 14 months.
0: Okay. And has that helped you feel any better? Or?
1: Oh, yeah. It, eventually, finally. Like, now I can't wait to get out of here and work. Because, see, I haven't really done anything in all this time. Right. You know, music and everything was just, left a bad taste in my mouth. And I, I I'm so I have so much energy and juice in me ready to to pump it out and and you know I don't want this to be some sympathy record or anything but I'm not going to lie and say that it won't help me and I, and I want to give back to the people that have helped me with the you know AIDS foundation and uh I I think it's going to be a great uh you know, when when was the last time there was something like this done? Right. I mean, except for that children of the night thing or whatever that was. I mean, that was pretty huh, whatever the word you want to use. Right. I don't even remember what in the hell that was all about, but
0: that was that the Ronnie James Dio thing or Yeah. For the for the, the the homeless kids or whatever?
1: Yeah, and they get a bunch of people to sing some
0: Right, that, well, he just recently did that, right?
1: Well, no, it was years ago. Well,
0: that was the uh, hearing aid, the first one, wasn't it?
1: Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Anyway, you know, this is going to be uh, because it's going to be a good hard rock album, you know, and for people who are into hard rock still, and
0: uh, now, will you will you be able to play
1: on it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've been playing all along. I'm playing right here in the hospital. Okay.
0: <laughs> so your your chops are still good, then? You're not uh, completely rusty?
1: No. <laughs> not at all.
0: And, um, so, boy, it's difficult to ask questions when you, um... Now, you, you had mentioned it's a terminal illness. Have they Have they set... And I hope, I hope I don't offend you, but have they set a, a time? Have they said you're you're good for two years or six months, or, or they just don't know. Or
1: I, you know, I just can't say until I know on the 18th. On yeah, whether we're getting anywhere with the antibiotics or whether I'm going to have to go in and do surgery again, which uh, didn't really do anything. So. If that's the case, then I'm pretty much, you know, out. Right. But that's why I want to do this so bad. You know, I want to. You know, I want to. I just want people to know that I, I'm just not a a complete loser. That I I I do care for them as they care for me. I mean, the the amount of email and mail and is just phenomenal. Now the email is going to one to, site. Okay, and it's it's pretty amazing the the amount of it and what what people remember and how much they care and 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 how much they remember personally about me, right? And not just the band, you know.
0: Now you're talking about Juan and one site again, and for a while you had mentioned that nobody in the band was talking to you, so.
1: So how did Juan... Well, Juan and, I, Juan and I pretty much always talked. Okay. We, we, we talked because we never really fought. Right. You know, and he is a little bit more savvy uh, than some. Okay. I mean, it, I don't know how to say that without putting people down. I don't want to do that. But he and I always had a sort of a rapport. Right. But, you know, we were born real close together and uh, a little bit more uh, education, you know.
0: Yeah, right. Now, how is your relationship with the other members in the band? Do, do they ever try to contact you or do you ever talk to them? Or
1: No, but I do sometimes. Steve would get a hold of me. And, uh, we went out, had dinner, and he lent me eighty bucks
0: this no, this is Steve, right
1: yeah, um, not too long ago,
0: okay, and Warren and Bobby just they
1: don't and know. Warren and Bobby and I had lunch a few months ago, and it seemed pretty uh okay, seemed pretty forced, I don't know why. I don't know what their problem is. I I just don't get it. I think they really feel bad that that they let the whole thing, you know, we never should have broken up. Mm -hmm. We should have just taken a righteous hiatus, you know, a year or two or whatever it took, you know? I mean, people were burned out. Shit, we did an album a year for six years in a row, you know? It's like, Rat and roll, rat and roll, yeah, rat and roll, whoopee, you know? Needed some uh, fresh
0: Needed, air. Needed some brakes on that rolling at some point.
1: Exactly, you know?
0: Are, are you strong enough that you would consider doing, like, a, sh- a one-off show with the band if they said, look, we'll all do this just for one night, or? I mean, is that well, something
1: I'm, plenty, I'm plenty strong enough, okay. but I don't think I'd do it with rat. Why not? First of all, well, <laughs> they didn't ask me okay. to, you know, I came out from Texas, I was living in Texas, they came out with the intention that we were going to put the band together, and then uh, Warren got with me and he was like, well, you know, maybe if we do this record, we'll let you play on a track or something, and I was like, what? What? I mean, I just moved all the fucking way back here. If you little punk are going to tell me that uh, you're going to let me... You know, I was just like, couldn't fucking believe it.
0: And what album was this for?
1: Oh. Was
0: that the one for for Collagener, or was that... uh...
1: Collage, I guess, or whatever. I never even heard it. Okay. I never even heard the Collagener record, really, to be honest. I. Have no interest you know uh, and now they're doing this thing that really blows my mind and calling it rat i mean i'm sure they sound pretty good too, you know why not karabi and and, uh, and yeah well, there's
0: two rats right now, theoretically
1: oh Steven's doing it too
0: Stephen is out there as rat featuring stephen Piercy and. Uh, I don't know who's playing with him exactly, but I saw them last week in Lewiston, Maine, opening up for the Vince Neal Band. And, you know, I read the Internet reviews, and a lot of people were like, hey, where, where is Rat? It was only Piercy. And I saw the other Rat, the Warren and Bobby Rat, in January with Jesse Pearl. And, you know, no offense to anybody, they're, they're really good. I mean, without wanting to insult either you or, or Juan or anybody, they, they you know, they put on a good show.
1: Oh, I know. I mean, how could they sound bad?
0: You know, jesse has been around, and he can, he's he got the vocal chops. He sounds as good or as bad as Steven, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah. And Karabi, obviously, has been around and yeah. know, knows how to do it. And, uh, you know, Warren and Bobby, well, they've been doing it for long enough, so.
1: Yeah. So it sounded decent, but it's Yeah, I'm still sure. Bad. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't change the name. You know. They could have gotten a new deal and gone. you know, had a new bag.
0: Well I know that uh Kalodner and Portrait had told Bobby and Warren to change the name, but from my interview with Bobby from last year he had said look i invested 20 years of my life in this band and i'm going to stay in it until it until it, you know i can't play
1: anymore that they told him that though when stephen was still in the band mm-hmm
0: well he still says that now
1: yeah well uh, i think that's stupid because uh with with a new singer mm-hmm. and all it's just dumb
0: What's your your take on the whole state of rat these days?
1: (laughs) What state?
0: Well, I mean, uh, are you a part of that lawsuit that's currently going on in L.A. where, uh, you know, Piercy is suing Warren and Bobby, and Warren and Bobby are suing Piercy, and I think Juan has his hand in there somewhere, and... What's his dime? Yeah.
1: What? Pardon me? Nothing okay Yeah, I, I was just wondering No, if, I'm not involved in any lawsuit and,
0: uh, and and what do you think of all that stuff going on?
1: Well, I just think it's silly that 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 they didn't call it something else. I don't understand, and i don't I sure as shit don't understand why Steven is is doing it with a bunch of guys who had nothing to do with it, you know. <laughs> I'm sort of surprised he didn't like ask me to do it, and we could have been two guys. You know that would have been really lame too. You know.
0: Is that something? You, would you be able to tour? I mean, would you be able to, to to sit on the bus and and get out there and play? Or
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Is that something you'd you'd like to do? Or
1: uh, I'd like to do some shows with this record thing that we're gonna do, but depends on whether a real sort of band comes out of it or whether it's just uh, you know a bunch of guys and, and we're gonna do a bunch of songs you know okay. I mean at this point that's what it is you know but I've got some good songs that I think you know really the the main thing is I I want I want to gain some respect that I think that I think most people you know have written me off as a complete loser right and and that really hurts me because i I worked overtime hard on rat and uh
0: you think part of that the public perception is the fact that you've been silent for so long in terms of the whole illness and all that that people just figured, well, he's probably just a junkie and he's and then rumors started coming
1: Yeah, out. well, that's why I stayed out of it, though, you know? Okay. I didn't want to come up with something like, oh, I'm going to have this band, and we're going to kick everyone's ass, and and then not, you know? Because right. I did have a great band there for a while, Secret Service, and we just never quite got a singer together, and uh, I was uh, using heavily, and I... So the band was great, you know. Uh, music was good and the band was excellent. And I think it would have done quite well. Although it was also at that time when, you know, the music was kind of changing. And
0: now what was Secret Service playing? Was there ever any demos made or any album released? Uh, no,
1: I've got a demo. Uh, that may come out in Japan as an EP.
0: Okay. Uh, as Secret Service or as Robin Crosby solo, or
1: no, as Secret Service. And and is somebody
0: singing on that or is it just a yeah? Solo? Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, you know, I hope this whole thing just really opens everybody's eyes up to the fact that you know I I'm. A good guitar player and a good writer, and I always was and and uh you know I haven't lost anything I just just lost my my way in the dark there and when you're uh as polluted as I was uh it was real hard to find my way home
0: mm-hmm. and now you're 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 getting there.
1: Yeah, I've, I've seemed strong. I'm dying to get out of here and get going on this thing. Because the whole thing kind of came up in the last couple months. You know, it's just gotten more and more, you know, day and night. I can't sleep or think about anything else, you know.
0: So... If if it takes off, uh, you would like to go tour and, and 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 get on the road and see fans again and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. If like I said, if if a touring band came out of it, right. if we had a singer that was good and wanted to do it, you know, and a drummer and a bass player, blah blah blah. You know, that's hard to do, especially if like they never done it before you know they say they want to do it and then they get out there and it turns out a couple of them don't like each other you know you know what i mean Mm -hmm. we'll just have to see
0: and um what, what else what else does you know what else should be printed what else do people need to know about about robin crosby What have we missed? Have we missed anything?
1: I don't really think so.
0: We've covered it. We've covered pretty much the
1: beginning. You know, I think, like I said, uh, I, I've i eat, drank, slipped rock and roll since I was fucking 10 years old. And my dreams have all come true and then some. And then been dashed against the rocks by people that I didn't even really... Respect at times. Right. And that I always thought that I uh, had a lot more going for me. And I walked away from it. You know, I didn't come back in the presence and say, they fucked those guys. You know, they don't know what they're talking about. I just walked away and let them have their little fun day because, you know, I knew that without me they'd suck. And I hate to sound. You know, I just, it just wouldn't be rat. And without one, you know.
0: <laughs> so without all five guys, it's, it's just not rat.
1: I don't think so. But on the other hand, I think that like Warren's been now, like I said, I'm sure they sound great. I just think it's kind of weird that they're calling it rat. I mean, what's up with that?
0: I don't really know.
1: <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? it's so about making money, right? To keep the name going. Yeah, well, shit. It like they could have made more money by having a new band, <laughs> but...
0: Have you heard of Juan's band at all? Yeah. And what What are your thoughts on, on Liquid Sunday?
1: Uh, well, it's good music. You know, that, that's not the kind of thing I'm going to be doing. Right. You know, I'm into much harder rock than that. I mean uh, that that's the kind of thing Juan's always been into is kinda pop okay with a hard undertone, but uh, that's not what I'm gonna be doing with him, and he knows that you know
0: do you know who's gonna oh, well, I guess you're gonna have you have guest vocalists that are gonna come in, or yep what or, or is it is this singing something you'd like to do on that album or?
1: Some about what is singing something you would like to do on the album or? Mm, no, I may do lines here and there, but I I, I don't think that I'm going to do any lead vocals. I mean, just more as an effect. Uh, I may. Uh, there's some certain things that I'd like to say and have me actually say them, and have them mean it. You know what I mean? You know, I want to have some fun with this thing, and I want it to be fun, and I want people to enjoy it and, uh, and uh, you know, really get a kick out of it and have it be something that, hey, you should run out and get this record because it's for a good cause and it's for a good man who's uh, given his heart and soul to rock and roll.
0: Now, that's, that, that, that's a perfect quote right there.
1: Yeah. Um, so, well, we can leave it at that.
0: I think so. I think, I think we pretty much covered everything.
1: I think so, too.
0: And if there's any
1: updates, uh, I
0: mean, if you find out anything on the 18th or or anything else that you think of, you know, just give me a call and I can phone you right back.
1: Right. Or, Vice versa.
0: You know, anything like that. And I'll probably, as I go through the tape and stuff, I'll probably come up with a few questions or something like that.
1: Just All to, right. Well, yep. I'm available.
0: Answers. Well, that sounds good and thank you very much for your time by the way.
1: Thank you Mitch. I really appreciate you having me. And and uh you know I sent help.
0: off uh, an email by the way to Paul uh Garagno, who's the editor at Metal Edge and I asked him if uh you know he, he you could proof the pictures cuz you had mentioned that yesterday. Uh-huh. And I haven't heard back from him yet but I don't I don't see why there would be a problem. Right. So so hopefully, so I just wanted to let you know that that's been done. We're, I'm not just going to let him print whatever without at least hopefully you getting a chance to see them.
1: Okay, though.
0: But uh, anyway, you're welcome, and I hope, uh, you know, I'm sure this is going to make a, a great piece, and I'm sure it's going to look great,
1: and... Uh, yeah, I wish you'd really, you know, push the the charity thing and the, and the you know... Is there a
0: website for the charity? Is there any kind of contact info? Not
1: yet, but yeah. soon...
0: Okay, so you know, I'll I'll start transcribing and writing this, and when you get that info, I mean, you know, you got like a three month lead time on this kind yeah. of thing. So, so hopefully in the next uh, couple of weeks or a month, we can just get a couple, you know, the website right. or whatever, and just s- slot it
1: in there. Right.
0: Uh, is it the Robin Crosby AIDS Foundation?
1: Or well, I don't know what we'll do with that. Really, uh-huh. I, I don't know. I got to talk to a lawyer. And see if it's got to have, it, it, you know, whether it could go directly to an uh, existing, you know, foundation or whether I have to give it a name to make it mine, you know. Okay. But I'll I'll get with you.
0: Okay, that sounds good.
1: That sounds good. I'm available. <laughs> yeah, you know where I am.
0: Well, hopefully you won't be there much longer. Hopefully I'll get a home phone number at some point. Yeah, I'd like that. And then uh, we can phone you at home. And uh, if all goes well, I should be out in California in August for a couple of weeks. So, you know, if anything, maybe I can uh, buy you lunch or something and, you know, just to say thank you for for speaking to me today.
1: I appreciate that. And don't thank me. I'm thanking you.
0: Well, it's mutual.
1: All right, Mitch.
0: So uh, have a good, a good rest of your Sunday, and yeah. uh, we'll talk soon.
1: God bless you. You too. Take care. Bye-bye.